Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Listen, uh, today is something a little bit different. As you all know, it is a Days of Awe Worship Shabbat. And so we're going to do things a little bit differently today because we are in the Amim Nuraim. We are in these days of awe. And these are the days between Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Kippur, inclusive of them, the, the, the days of awe that we are in, Yamim Nuraim. And these are days where we must seek God's face, where we must make amends. We're on the cusp, we're on the, the threshold of Yom Kippur itself. Whatever that thing is in your life, seek to make a course correction. Defeat that demon that is plaguing you in your life. Forgive. Ask for forgiveness. These are the things that we should be doing on Yom Kippur. That's the purpose of these days, to really do some serious introspection, to look within and say, Lord, what does not belong, and I want to remove it. And Lord, what do I need more of? Put it in. Amen? I've asked the musicians to help me do the ministering this week, and I want you to let the Lord touch you as you participate in this worship service. In just a few moments, I'm, just, I'm going to ask you to stand. Later, if you feel like sitting, you don't have to, to wait for me. You can just sit. If you feel like kneeling right there in your pew, then do so. I would encourage you, for that matter, you who are watching at home or wherever it is that you are watching or listening to, listen, wherever you're at uh, is, is, can be in the presence of God. Just invite his presence in there, wherever you're at. It could be a bedroom, it could be a living room, it could be an office. It doesn't matter where it is. You just invite the Lord into wherever you are. I would encourage you to attempt to establish a connection between you and your Creator. Worship God. Clap when appropriate. Raise holy hands to the Lord like King David did. You know, Melch David, King David the psalm says, raised holy hands in worship to the Lord. It's a very Jewish and biblical thing to do. In services like this, it is always easy to get excited, and that is good. And I'd ask you to get excited and sin not. No, <laughs> get excited and keep your neighbor in mind so that your expression, no matter how genuine, does not become a distraction to them. That can mean... <laughs> I've seen it over the years, volume or movements of people. Sometimes people are in a, this, this wonderful worship moment, and then a guy behind yells, you know, hallelujah, ah! and the person <laughs> jumps. It's always a little bit entertaining, but I'd ask you to please uh, resist the temptation to 
uh, startle your neighbor during a worship experience, if you will. Uh, and, uh, and certainly shouting hallelujah has its place, but not if it's going to startle all those around you. That being said, get ready. I believe that you're going to feel the presence of the Almighty here today. Hear me on this. I really believe we have a very, very uh, good crowd here today. It's like every other row is, is chock full of people. And, and during these Yomim Noraim, we're here to worship our Creator. It's one of our purposes in life. I want you to feel, to sense the presence of God. If you've never been in a place where you can kind of feel God's presence, I believe you will be able to feel God's presence here today if you are sensitive to Him. I'll be sharing some scriptures today with you. I've got, actually got a lot of scripture I'm going to be sharing with you today. But the scriptures I'm going to be sharing, I love doing this. I look forward to this Shabbat every year. The scriptures I'm going to be sharing with you today are directly related to the music that we're going to be singing and worshiping God uh, with. And, uh, and most of our worship, of course, comes straight from the word of God anyway or leads us directly to it. And so I really, really want for you to think of the words today of the songs, even if you normally don't. You know, sometimes when we sing in praise and worship, and what can happen is, is that we'll sing because we know the words, we know the lyrics, right? And, and we'll sing, and then we could finish a verse and a chorus, and if somebody said, okay, what did you just sing about? You'll say, uh, um, hold on, let me think about what I just sang. See, that, that, anybody, that can happen to anybody if you know a song. Okay, but I, I want for us to really focus on the words, and one of the ways we're going to help do that is I'm going to read you some scriptures that directly relate to the songs that we'll be singing so you can know the genesis of where some of these things came from. Uh, and, so when, and, and so I want us to focus on, on just tuning into the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, when entering into the presence of the Lord, we always need to exalt the greatness of the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 2, if you'd like to turn there to start. Whenever you go into prayer, y'all, whenever you first go into prayer, the first thing I, don't want you, I do not want you to do is say, Dear God, give me this, that, that, and that, and that, and give me this, that, that. Don't do that. Listen, I'm not saying in an emergency that you can't just cry out to God for help in something. You can but, but on a regular basis, when you first go to the Lord, don't start with your list of what you want, okay? Start off with exalting Him. Start off with worshiping Him. Start off with praising Him, the greatness of the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, we know that Hannah had, been, had born a prophesied child that would become a great prophet. Of course, who was it? It was Shmuel. It was Samuel. Soon... After she would pray a prayer of praise to God for what he had done for her. So, so this woman who could not have a child, the Lord brought and, and was able for her to conceive and have a child and brought forth Shmuel, Samuel. And, uh, and, and so she wrote a beautiful, uh, really, psalm of, of praise and prayer to God for what God had done for her. And part of it says in verse 2, There is none holy as Adonai. For there is none beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. Again, I want you to think of some of these words because they're going to be in the music that we're going to sing, the worship we're going to sing. If you understand a little bit of where they came from, I think it can make your worship experience 
more significant. She is exalting God as holy. She is praising God and saying that there is no one beside him. You see, because of what he had done for her, he's, she is exalting him as number one. There's nobody even beside you. See, my friends, we should be exalting God for his goodness also. This should be our prayer and our worship also. Lord, you are great. You are good. You are holy. There is none beside you. Hannah further says what? There is no rock like our God. This is for her, and this is for you. She is saying what we should also say, that we should build our lives around the rock, which is a firm foundation. You see, the rock of our God is a firm foundation. It's not building your life on shifting sand. It is the rock, the rock of God, which is a firm foundation. Friends, have you seen the world? Have you turned on the news in the last, I don't know, year or two? Okay, there's a lot of, of quicksand out there. We have to have our life built on the rock, on that firm foundation. And as we draw closer to Yeshua, we should show God's love to those around us also. James chapter 4, please. James chapter 4. The other thing that we should do, my friends, is we should have the right attitude when we go before God, especially in worship. Our attitude should be right before the Lord. James chapter 4, verse 10 says this, humble yourselves in the sight of Adonai and he shall lift you up. What, what a beautiful sentiment that we should do. Our attitude should be one of humility when we go to God. And that also should color how we approach God. And that also should uh, influence the fact that we don't go to God with a laundry list of just, of just wants. No, no, no. Have some humility. If you have humility, you don't go to God and demand anything. You go to God and request humbly before him. Yes, you can certainly remind him of his word uh, in, 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 in faith, but still our attitude should be one of humility before God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Joel Chernoff, my very good friend, wrote a beautiful song that expresses that which should be within us. I gave a message about Yochanan the Immerser a few weeks ago. John said that Yeshua must increase and he must decrease. Remember that? That was from a month or two ago. John knew that this attitude would glorify God the most. But you see, one has to be very humble to say that, to say more of you, less of me. You've got to be a humble person to say that. More of you, less of me. This is what Yochanan, John the Immerser, said. And if, if it is your urgent prayer to draw closer to God, then this should be our attitude. And, and we should sing this song with our and from our heart. Humbling ourselves to God sets us apart as holy unto God. You see, when we are humbling ourselves before God, asking for his forgiveness, which is part of the days of awe, right? Then what that does is it's setting ourselves apart from the world. Uh, kadosh, the word holy, really at its core means set apart, different, wholly different. 
uh, is what holy means. And so if you are humbling yourself, repenting before God, then you are setting yourself as holy unto him. Holy unto God. That is exactly what you're doing. Uh, musicians, why don't you come on up now as we start, and we're going to have some music, then we're going to stop, I'll let you sit, and then we'll have some more scripture, then we'll have more music, then I'll have you sit, and we'll have some more scripture. We're just going to have a good time here today, y'all. It's going to be fun. So you can remain seated for the first song, but I want for you to really let these words go deeply into your spirit, and, and I've given you scriptures from the first couple songs that we're going to be singing right now. That, that directly relate to us. And this first song by Joel Toronto is called Holy Unto You. And so let's go ahead and start the tone rightly as we start by, by singing Holy Unto You, Lord. Make my life holy unto you as we come to him with that humble heart that we read about in scripture. So let's take some time and worship the Lord. Lord, I come to With a humble heart Seeking more of you Wanting less of me Wanting more of you From my deepest parts God of mercy here 
Yes, Lord, you are great. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, we worship a great God, Lord. We lift your name up. We exalt you above all else in this world, Lord. Nothing in this world can take your place, God. You are greater than all the rest. How great is our God, Lord. And we want to build our lives on your firm foundation. Thank you, O oh Lord. Oh, in Yeshua's name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. We're just getting started, y'all. You may be seated, but we're just getting going. We're going to be continuing to worship the Lord. Thank you so much, musicians. Whew, boy, Psalm chapter 46, Psalm chapter 46. I hope you're ready. We're worshiping God today. I don't know if you've noticed our world is in an uproar. It's like there's one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. The psalmist knew of these kinds of times. And you need to know that the scripture is applicable for today. The, the Bible was written, although thousands of years ago, it's just as applicable for today as the day it was written. Psalm chapter 46, verse 3 says, Therefore, we do not fear Though the earth change, though the mountains topple into the heart of the seas, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at their swelling, skipping to verse 7, nations are in uproar, kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts, Adonai Tzavoot. Adonai Tzavaot is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, Selah. Wow. 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 That just to me speaks of right now. That speaks of right now, of everything that's going on. And in a little bit, we're going to be singing a song that is taken from Psalm chapter 46. Do you hear what God is saying here? Adonai Tzavot, the Lord of hosts, is with us. He is with us. You have to understand that when all the calamity is going on around you, calamity, pandemic, political upheaval, Iran, Afghanistan, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Adonai Tzavot is with us. Our God is with us no matter what it is that's going on. The earth changes. I love the, the words on, on this are, are so profound. The earth changes. The mountains topple. The war, waters roam. The earth melts. The pandemic comes. It doesn't matter. You see, the Lord of hosts is with us. He is with you. You need to hear that and let it minister to you. Some of you have been going through things in your lives. Some of you have been discouraged, down, depressed. Some of you have, have, have felt like the world's closing in on you. Some of you have felt like it's one thing after another. And to a certain extent, it has been, but it doesn't matter. Why? Because the Lord God, Adonai Tzavaot, the Lord of hosts, is with us. He is our stronghold. But, but my friends, first we remember that when we truly surrender to the Lord, our lives change. 
Our lives change. If, we're gonna, if you're going to surrender to the Lord, your life is going to change so that you will be in a position to better handle when the storms come. Doesn't this just make sense? I mean, if you, did any of you serve in the Navy? Wave your hand to me if you served in the Navy. Any, any Navy folks here? Okay, I know we have some other military. Uh, okay, well, if you served in the Navy, you know that you, you want a ship that is sturdy in a storm, and the worse the storm, the more sturdy you need your ship to be. Well, my friends, as the world has turned into a tempest, we, my friends, I mean, gosh, we even saw a hurricane just come through, and, and, and the hurricane that, that hit Louisiana devastated New York and New Jersey. That's crazy. The hurricane that hit Louisiana devastated New York and New Jersey also. What is going on? I mean, that, that's just, when, when, when there is a, a, a real storm, wow, we have to have our, our ship uh, uh, shored up, if you will, my friends. And, and our, we need our lives changed. We need to truly surrender to God. It reminds me a little bit of when Yeshua was on the boat with the disciples and the storm came and they all freaked out, right? They all freaked out. But Yeshua was like, oh, come on, guys. Couldn't you just let me sleep? <laughs> I never get any good sleep. I'm always doing miracles. I need to get a little bit of rest all of a sudden. Hello? Hey, listen, even God rested on the seventh day, disciples. He didn't say all that. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm just totally. But Romans chapter 12. Feel free to turn to Romans chapter 12. Because if we understand this, and I talked about this a little bit last Shabbat, it really is going to help us in understanding what our responsibility is. Because we have a responsibility in this too, to trust in him and to offer our lives to God. Verse 1 says, I urge you therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Hello? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, my friends, the more we truly give ourselves to him, the more that he can do with us. Let me say that again. The more we truly give ourselves to him, the more he can do with us. And also, the better life goes for us. And if, you know, and if you really feel that way, if you really feel like the more you give yourself up to him, the more you sacrifice to him, the more he gives it back to you, right? Then, if, if, again, follow me on this, this equation, okay? I got I to... My, my, my son took a chemistry last year, and I got a chemistry equation for you. Okay, the, the, the more that, that you sacrifice yourself to him, and the more you trust in him and give it up to him, give it all to him, the more you give it all, and you give it all, and you give it all to him, right, the, the more he will give back to you, and then as he gives it back to you, you will even more so be able to say, take it all. Take it all, oh God. Take it all. Take my whole life. See, the more you trust it, see, but most people don't do that. Most people say, Lord, take most of me. <laughs> Lord, 
I give you most of myself, oh God. You know, <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way most people are. Even I'm talking about Mamanim, people in the family of faith. Okay, is that, is that we're just like, yeah, okay, Lord, take that which, which doesn't belong for the most part, Lord God. I just really, we have our disclaimers. It's almost like the small print of our prayer. <laughs> wow, that would make a good sermon title. Don't have small print in your prayers. <laughs> no, no, friends. What we need to say is take all of me. Take it all. Take it all. Take all of me. That's what we need to say. Take all of me, God. I give it all to you. I want my life to be a living sacrifice. I want my life to be a, a, a sacrifice unto you, O Lord. It's saying, not my will, but your will be done, O God. This is about the condition of your heart. We're, we're going deep here. Music, I'll ask the musicians to come on back up again and, and, and examine the condition of your heart. And perhaps today, you have not fully given yourself over to the Lord. I'm talking to those of you who are watching online as well. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm not there. I can't really. No, no, no. God can, God's speaking to you also. Wherever you are, have you given it all to God? We need to give it all to God as a living sacrifice unto him. So let's do that even today. Let's all stand if we can. And let's just lift up our lives unto him as a sacrifice of worship. Let my life be a sacrifice of worship to you, God. My steps, may they follow you wherever you may go. Let my love be the love you showed.
pandemic. Lead us through the trials. Lead us through the tribulations. Lead us, Lord, through our own insecurities, God. Lead us through the craziness that's in the world. Lead us, Lord, God, through all the ungodliness that we have to navigate, Lord. Lead us in the battle, Lord, uh, for truth, God. That is our prayer, Lord. That is why we depend on you and we lean on you. God, thank you so much for this in Yeshua's name. In Yeshua's name, in Yeshua's name, in Yeshua's name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Be seated for another few minutes. No, we're not, we're not close to done yet. Psalm chapter 24, please. Psalm 24 in your word. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Mm, I told you it was going to be good service. I told you it was going to be good Shabbat. (laughs) 
Psalm 24 verse 9 says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? Adonai Tzavahod. He is the King of glory, Selah. See, we have to understand the Lord of hosts is the King of glory. We don't think about truly worshiping very often, but we have to worship the King. And we read further in Philippians, please, chapter 2. You can just listen to it if you don't want to turn to it. Chapter 2, verse 10. At the name of Yeshua, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue profess that Yeshua, the Messiah, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see? You see what we say here is that lift them up, you everlasting doors. The King of glory will come in. We have to proclaim the truth that God is the King of glory. See, that is the absolute straight-up honest truth. And at the name of Yeshua, every knee will bow and every tongue confess he's Lord. We have to proclaim it. we got to proclaim it, my friends. In a moment, we're going to sing a song based on these scriptures written by a Messianic worship leader from up in Maryland. And it relates to the the first song that we're going to do because how can there be a king without a kingdom? How can there be a king without a kingdom? And there's got to be a kingdom if there's a king. If he is the king of glory, and indeed he is the king of glory, then then he's got to have a kingdom, my friends. And we are part of his kingdom, and we want to pray for his kingdom to come. You know, the Elenu, sometimes we do the Elenu. It's one of the concluding prayers of many of our services for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We always conclude with the Elenu, and it is traditional in many uh, even Shabbat services. And the end of the Elenu is so poignant. What do we say at the end of the Elenu? We say, V'ne'emar, V'haya Adonai, L'melech al Koharetz, V'yom ha'hu, V'yom ha'hu, Yiyeh Adonai Echad, Ushmo, Ushmo Echad. Right? And this literally comes right from Scripture when we do the V'ne'emar as part of the Elenu. It's Zechariah chapter 14, if you'd like to turn to it. It's known prophetically as the Messianic kingdom. It's talking about the Messianic kingdom of God, a time that we all look forward to. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 9, says exactly what I just said, Be'evrit in Hebrew, Adonai This is going to happen, y'all. This is the future. This is a future kingdom that is going to come. Adonai will then be king over all the earth. On that that day, Adonai will be Echad, will be one, and his name, one. See, that is the V'ne'emar. This this special song we're going to share next is taken from the prayer of Yeshua. You know, it's, it's a beautiful it's an amazing song that just, that, that just kind of combines everything that's happening. What does, mm, friends, I want you to see the connection between what's commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer and the V'ne'emar from Zechariah chapter 14. What, do, what did Yeshua pray? Yeshua prayed what? He, he prayed when he said, this is how you pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What kingdom is he referring to? Thy kingdom come. He's praying. He's saying to the Father, even right then in the most famous prayer, uh, probably uh, in the New Covenant for sure, is is he's saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's he's asking. It's clearly a future tense. 
Thy kingdom come. He's praying to the Father. Let your kingdom come. What kingdom is he talking about? He's talking about the messianic kingdom read in Zechariah chapter 14. Adonai will be king over all the earth. In that day, Adonai will be one and his name one. This is something that's going to be happening. I'll ask the musicians to come back up again. We give them enough of a break. And it will be forever and forever Amen. It will be forever and ever. When the, when the, when the kingdom of God comes, y'all, it's a forever thing. Forever and ever. Amen. This is what God prays. Whenever we pray as part of even what's known as the Lord's Prayer, that's what we're praying. We're praying for Zechariah chapter 14. This is what Yeshua prayed. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When God's kingdom comes, it is the Vene'emar. Adonai will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. Let's worship the Lord here as we celebrate what is to come in its good stuff and exalt him as that king.
May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. is all around us, and you are for us, and you are with us, Lord God. Lord, my prayer is that we all go out this day knowing and feeling your presence with us and around us and in us. 
I want to ask if there's anybody who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If you've never committed your life to God, but you'd like to today, just raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. Is there anybody who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart? Just wave your hand. Perhaps you're watching online and you've never experienced a worship experience like this before and you've never accepted Yeshua into your heart. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again and sitting at your right hand. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Please forgive me my sins. If you've said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate with you. <laughs> it's interesting. Before I call Mark back up to close us in our service, we actually have one more song prepared. Should we go ahead and do it? I know we're a little bit late. Should we go ahead and do one more song, y'all? One last song? Yeah, okay. I kind of thought you'd say so. I don't usually like to go late, but you listen, when the Ruach moves, the Ruach moves. Everybody just remain here. Revelation chapter 5, very briefly. John's vision of the end days reveals more of the nature of Yeshua. John 5 says, you just keep playing perfect, says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Their number was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. They were chanting with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. You see, my friends, Yeshua was slain for us all. His blood was shed on the altar, much like our sacrifices at the temple. His blood was shed for the sins of the world, and it breaks our chains. The imagery here is so powerful that this innocent lamb was slain. However, John's vision also reveals Yeshua as being the one worthy to execute God's plan. Verse 5 says, Then one of the elders tells me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Friends, this conveys Yeshua as the lion of the tribe of Judah. What a profound image that conveys. Powerful, fighting our battles, roaring with power. And this truly is Yeshua. Friends, it's unbelievable, but Yeshua is both the lion and the lamb. He is the lamb for whom sinners, uh, who is slain for the sinners of the world, but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he can't be stopped. We'll conclude this special time by worshiping him because he is the lion and the lamb. This is the Amim Noraim.
Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 
770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Light, light, light.